Welcome to another episode of It Ain't What It Ain't. I want to welcome all my fans, all my new fans, um, to the show. This is the sports show. If you uh, if you love into podcasts, I have everybody from football, baseball, UFC. Uh, we've been on a pretty big UFC bender lately because there's nothing else going on. But now that we're we're switching uh, focus to baseball because obviously the start of the season is right around the corner so today with me i have somebody i actually went to high school with and grew up with uh he's an oakland athletics relief pitcher his name is jb wendelkin um today we're going to talk about the state of baseball and just uh pretty much what the a's have going on and their chances of winning it all um, this episode is brought to you by Vinyls by Ray Ray. If you need anything done, he's done my shirts. He's done, uh, he's printed on Yeti cups. He has done masks. He's done my mask for, uh, for myself, for my uh, podcast, as well as one of my other sponsors, The Frog and the Peach. So make sure you hit him up on Facebook at Vinyls uh, by Ray Ray. Uh, other sponsor is Drunken Royalty Apparel. Uh, they got every, They got a, a great line lineup of clothes, shirts, uh, jackets. Um, if you hit, if you need them, hit me up personally. That's one of my homeboys' clothing lines. He's getting it off the ground. And uh, last one is the Frog and the Peach Restaurant. They have the best Southern buffet. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time. It's the best place in Savannah. Make sure if you're in the area. You come down, get your food, $10. You can sit down and eat, or you can take it to go with you. Uh, tell Lindsay and Miss Pat that you're from the podcast, and they'll hook you up. I appreciate y'all, and enjoy the show, please. What's going on, JB? What's going on, brother? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> it's going good. That's good. Uh, I want to appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome you to the show. Uh, how's your day going today, man? Uh-oh. I have no idea what's going on. Hopefully it doesn't mess up this time. <laughs> <laughs> we should be all right. <laughs> um, anyway, how's, uh, how's, do you have practice today? Yeah, we uh, go in every day and just kind of get the touch and feel and then do stuff like that. And they hit BP, and like today, all we did was play catch and worked out and stuff. Okay. How's uh, obviously this spring train is different than the ones you've been in before? Oh, yeah. um, are y'all, are they requiring y'all to wear masks during uh, uh, practice? Yeah, like in the locker room and stuff, like when you do strenuous activity, that's when they kind of like limit, like, okay, clearly you can't breathe as well in these kind right. of thing. But, I mean, for the most part, it's it's pre- it's pretty much mandatory everywhere, and like training room stuff, working out, which also like when I say working out, like you do your cardio and actual lifting weights, you don't have to worry it. But the sanitizing and all that, I mean, it's it's a whole other world. Do you think that with it being you know with y'all having kind of like two, I guess it's one long or one spaced out spring training? Do you think it's going to help or hurt your team? Uh, it's it's definitely going to help. I mean, we get a lot more rest, like. In the off season, people they come in prepared. Sometimes they don't. I mean, it it varies by person. And um, by this happening, we come in spring, early spring, back in um, 
February and we get going and you have some uh, like hurting some nagging here and there because you ain't really been doing that much like baseball activities facing hitters and whatnot. And then when you come in there, like in the summer, we kind of like had a couple months of getting ready and knowing that we're going to come back eventually. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it actually, I feel like it, it, it's beneficial, but it also can hurt people because it's, it's new. It's awkward. It's not something we're used to. Right. So I can see where there's some flare ups and some issues that pop up here and there. Just wish it was a little longer of a, a, a time to get ready, but it, it's, it's what it is. And, we, I guess we just got to take the, the the what we can out of it and turn it into a winning season. I got you. Now you're coming off an of injury, correct? Well, uh, two years off. Yeah, two years off. Okay, this is going in the second year. Yeah. Um, is that being affected at all with the split up spring training, uh, or do no. you think you're at full strength? Uh, I'm, I'm at full strength. It's just one of those things where. Um, if if they it could it could bother you if you didn't take care of it or wasn't ready but uh like i said i went i hit it pretty hard so it was it ain't gonna be that big of a deal for me i feel i still feel really strong about it i got you now matt he wasn't able to get on here with me today but he had a question for you he wanted to know um what are what improvements have you done that are going to keep you from going back down to triple a and staying at the major league level consistently uh, according to the team and what I've, what I've gotten from them, it's, it's consistency. And what I mean by consistency is me getting more reps up here in the big leagues and proving that I, I can stay. And it, it, it hurt me having options still, which means they could bounce you around at any time. But, um, I feel for, for sure, I feel super confident, but for sure that I'm not going down again. Okay, so you feel pretty good about staying where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Um, now, a couple of people were actually picking y'all to win the AL West, even with the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that – what do you think of the high expectations and how are y'all dealing with them? Oh, we accept every, every bit of the expectations because, I mean, seriously, our team is like the youngest team out there, it seems like. And every time you go out there, they're – there's no one having a bad day. It's always it's just too much fun to have a bad day out there, and when you're when you're playing and having a good time out there, dude, it it makes the world it makes the game easier, and it makes it just it's for a good time. You know, there's never a dull moment to where, I mean, win wins easy almost. Right now, the um, I mean, you're y'all are in a pretty pretty hard division, and yeah. uh, the way they got the season stacked up with a shortened season. Y'all are just going to be playing AL West and NL West teams. Um, are you comfortable with just staying on the West Coast this year and not having to go take those long cross-country trips? Um, yes and no. Very, like, even if you – like, don't get me wrong, going cross-country, it's, it's, it's kind of tough if you're not because of the time change or whatnot. But other than that, it's, it's – it, I don't think it's going to change that much on because – most of the weather's the same on this side. I mean, yeah, you go to Colorado and the elevation in Arizona, it's hot, but like that's two two fields. The rest of them are pretty even kill with weather wise. And I feel like it's 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 going to be interesting for the most part, but uh, still really fun. I got you. Now, outside of your home stadium, what's your favorite uh, place to pitch at on the West Coast? I like uh, old Giants Park across the bay over there. It's a fun little. Really, it's it's loud over there too. I mean, it's cold as all get out. But I like throwing that. That stadium's pretty cool throwing. I like uh, well, it's not Safeco no more, but uh, 
in Seattle. I think it's T-Mobile. They keep changing the yeah. names on me. <laughs> <laughs> they always changing uh, the Seahawks and the Mariners stadium for some reason. Yeah, well, that one that one's a fun place to pitch into. I mean, okay. every stadium is real nice and unique in their own way. But I mean, now, I, um, I, how long have you been with the A's? Two, three years, right? Yeah, uh, I, was, I got traded in December of fifteen. Okay, uh, I don't know if I was looking for you when I was living in Texas. Y'all, the A's came to Arlington to play, mm-hmm. and I went to the uh, series. I went to all three games. I was looking for you, but I don't know if you were up. Um, but trust me, I was out there looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tell me what the dip like. How's it like going from you know where we came from at South Effingham to to now being in the majors for the most part consistently right now? Um, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot different. Everything moves a little slower back home. We a lot of people that from there know that. And when yeah, you, when you start moving around and have to fly everywhere, and it's you're always dressed to a T. I mean, that's always out the norm for me. But, uh. It's 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 unique in its own way, but it's humbling because like where we came from, this this wasn't a luxury. And then now that we've I've, I've put in so many hours and years and years of work that it it's paid off. It's kind of it's kind of cool to just sit back and look at how things have gone. It is really cool. I'm we're all proud of you here. You know, we everybody talks about you. You're the one of the most requested people I've had. People message me, especially lately with the baseball season coming back up. Yeah. I've had a lot of people asking to try to get in touch with you. Um, do you like live? You live out in Oakland or Oakland area, right? Yeah, right, right now we're out here in Oakland or okay. It's an island right off the actual main. Do you like that better than the small town of, of Effingham? Of course not. I love my old, old <laughs> humble abode down there. <laughs> well, yeah, I recently I moved there to Statesboro, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 yeah, <laughs> I mean, we all, like I said, when I moved to Dallas, it, it, it's a different, it's a lot different lifestyle. It's something yep. you, you know, where we come from, we're not used to, yep. but um, it takes some time getting used to it. What do you, how do you feel about the new changes that are coming to baseball for this year? Do you, uh, more importantly, one that would affect you is the runner on second and extra innings. Uh, well, the funny thing about that, if, Anybody that's been in the minor leagues for the past since 2015, I think, I think, I think so. Yeah, 15 day or maybe that was a pitch clock in 15. I don't know, it was one of those, but I know of last year we definitely did it in triple A. Anybody that was in the minor leagues is going to benefit from that because or that's that has closed in the minor leagues. They mm-hmm. that that's been a thing, and it really didn't bother me because. I mean, it's already hard enough to keep people off the bases, much less not give them two bases and not and hold them to that. You know what I mean? Right. So, it, I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's also it's unique in its own way. I, I, I personally, there's a couple of uh, things that I don't like. I think they're reinventing the wheel, but I mean, all I can do is play and do what. Well, I, what are some of the things that you don't like about them? Like, give me one for example. So, like uh, the. Um, the three, the three pitch, uh, it, the three batter minimum. That, that, that right. personally does not bother me, but I hate it for other people that like lefty specialists and stuff like that. It takes a mm-hmm. job out of out of the role. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes somebody, yeah. like somebody that worked really hard to be really good at getting lefties out, and they're obviously left handed. And I mean, it, it sucks because it's hard to see. You got to stretch those guys out that really don't have the 
the numbers against righties. And then, sure enough, they got forced to throw to, to them. So I, it's unique. It's unique, but it's going to hurt some people. Um, right. The baseballs they keep they can't they can't figure that out. That's last year was an absolute. I mean, I I, I don't even know. It was ridiculous. Like the ball <laughs> absolutely flew, no matter what you did. Yeah, I think last year was the highest home run ratio in, in a lot. I don't know the exact number, but I know it, it was yeah. a more home runs last year than in recent memory. Like we were uh, in, in AAA, we broke a 112-year-old record because of that. God, I don't know what they got, what, what they're making the baseballs with, but Dude, they, uh, they're shooting them out. <laughs> Elon uh, Musk has got his fingers in that with some projectile balls. <laughs> He's trying to get them, them balls on the moon. <laughs> I seen um, what some you, of them impressive last year. Yeah, yeah, some of them were. Um, what do you think about the the uh, DH coming to the NL this year? So, like I said, you you have to face the the DH and the AL on a regular, but now that you're doing the NL West, you have to face. You're not, you know, you're not facing a pitcher at all. I I think it's going to be awkward for the uh, the NL pitchers because they're not always facing nine hitters they're facing eight hitters and a pitcher right so it's going to be interesting to see how they hold off on a year of facing nine hitters like so it's I mean, it's, every it's, turn kind of thing so that's going to be i think that's going to be the best part yeah it's going to be it's going to affect the nl pitchers more than anything really because y'all are already used to facing nine hitters mm-hmm. that's but, um, the most interesting thing in my opinion i think so too um, I, I mean, I kind of like it. I don't know. Do you think that – because I think these changes are just for this shortened season, right? Well, some are, and I think some are going to stay, depending on how it goes. What changes would you like to see be permanent? The DH. The DH on, on both on leagues? Both sides. both sides. Okay. That one for sure. I mean, I th- yeah. I think um, – What about – oh, yeah, go ahead. I think – what you want to call it, the uh, three-better minimum. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to make it difficult, but I, I, I think I'd like to see it stay because then you've got workhorses. People are going to have to get better. You know what I'm saying? You're forced to do something. So right. I think it's only going to make us better, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. I like that one. Um, would you like the – I mean, like I said, you're probably you're used to the runner on second and the extras. Mm-hmm. You think, do you think that's going to stay, or do you think they're just going to see how it goes and play it by ear? With, I think they're going to play it by ear, but I think if it ends the games quicker, I think it'll stay. And what do you say to people – a lot of people have come to me saying that they don't like the fact that they're trying to speed up baseball, that they're trying to mess with the, the integrity of the game. Yeah. And I, I can see that. I, I I hate the fact that it's come down to that. But I'll, if you talk to anybody that like runs any kind of fan base situation for baseball, they're they're going to sit there and say their number one thing is getting people to stay all nine. Right. So by them speeding up that game, they think they can keep them there for all nine, not necessarily the score. And that's what's crazy. Mm-hmm. If it's a blowout, you're not going to keep. 50,000 people there. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I mean, if, it, if it's 15 to 2. <laughs> yeah, like, and if it's a nail-biter, you're probably going to have more fans, not necessarily the speed of the game. Yeah, the speed of the game, it can get drug out and get boring when things just 
but that's what the thrill of baseball is when those close games. Everybody's mm-hmm. wanting to see all these home runs and want to see all this, and that's why they juice the balls up because they wanted to see more home runs. But at the same time, they they want to speed up games. Well, that's just making games longer because we're having to rotate pitchers left and right and running through eight pitchers a game. That's not it at all. Yeah. There's got to be other – Do you, can you think of any other way to make the, the game more exciting other, without having to shorten the game length? If they if they if they want to make it exciting, do a home run derby and it, it after the, the night. Right, I like you that excitement. Idea. Yeah, you want to see home runs? You just you just put a home run derby in the game. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, people I mean, who like baseball, you know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, people who like mm-hmm. baseball, they're gonna watch baseball regardless. But I think yeah, now exactly. that yeah, now that people are trying to say that. Football obviously has become more popular than baseball now that they're trying to, you know, run toe to toe with football yeah. and um, and trying to even the score with that. That's going to be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Sports people love sports. It doesn't mean, especially to people like me, I, I just, I'll watch base. I'll watch all nine innings. That's right. Um, I got another fan question for you from who, or, okay, who is your least favorite guy to pitch against? And why? Well, I'm gonna say Elvis Andrews. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it first thought everybody's like Elvis Andrews. Well, he's two for three off of me with two Jimmy's. So uh, that's, that's gonna <laughs> tell you what I think. <laughs> and I gave yeah. him his first his first career grand slam ever. So I mean, oh boy, I bet he likes you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. I was saying he's scrappy, years ago he's stronger too. Yeah, I see he's put on muscle over the over the years, and I hate that the Braves traded him a few years ago. Well, it's been a while now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean he's he, he's a good hitter. Uh, David Richardson wanted to know: Have you ever faced Mike Trout? I have. How did that go for you? It was interesting to say the least. You were um, try to stay away from his barrel as much as possible. Mm. Right, and uh, I went three and zero to him, and then went full count, got him back in there, and then threw a curveball that I hung that he probably should have hit over Mount Davis, and he <laughs> popped up the right field, and I was like, that was dodgy. But at the same time, he's a threat up there, but I don't feel like he was enough not to like. All right, we're we're not going to throw near him, kind of thing. I'm about to say, it's not some like, when you see Mike Trout, you don't sit there and think we're automatically going to intentionally walk him. And that's what everybody, I feel like everybody's initial thought is that, like, he's he's that much of a damage hitter. Like, you got you to gotta play a cat and mouse game when he went. All these hitters, you can just go after. You're a Hall of Famer if you get, you, you get out uh, seven times out of ten. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. It, it it's crazy to see it that way, but it, it's the way it goes. What team out of you know your division in the AOS and the NOS do you think is going to cause y'all as a whole to have some problems? Uh, I don't know. I know we're going to take some tough lineups this year. I know that for sure. But um, right, I mean, you got the Dodgers, Astros, Angels. I mean, um, everybody beat their lineup up, and ours is already really, really, really good. I got us in the top five as all baseball mm-hmm. lineup wise and uh, pitching staff wise, honestly. So, like, it, it's crazy 
to think that the NOS and the ALS is stacked, but I mean, it's the way it is. And I think we're going to have some good series and it's going to absolutely be crazy. But I don't, I don't think there's going to be a single, I think it's all going to be split fairly pretty even across the boards. I know there uh, other pitchers are looking at our lineup going, son of a gun, but it's ain't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's, it's typically yeah. So it's going to be interesting, but I, uh, I feel like we're going to come out on top for sure. Who's your uh, top five in major? Your power, your top five power rankings in baseball. I got us in. I got us in the third spot. I'd say yeah, okay. third, third or fourth spot. You got to look at the um, the Dodgers and the Angels. They just stacked up. Right, they're one and two. Then uh, Astros, then us. Damn man, you ain't gonna put the hometown Braves in there? <laughs> we can go. We can get Braves five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> especially with them just signing Yasiel Puig. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a good move for them for the uh, the uh, shortened season. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, you know power hitters with the Braves, they have a real power heavy lineup right now. Yeah. Do you think that power hitters are going to just come out swinging for the swinging for the fence every time? You know, since it is a uh, a shortened season that they you know every game matters now. I, I feel like you. You can, hitters can, but they also got to play the game. Mm. You can always get lucky and tattoo one up. That's and you're gonna, you're, and obviously that's gonna happen. But if you come out gunning for the fence every time, you're gonna be gullible to chase stuff. So I think right. they still got to carry an approach and still be baseball players. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, I really want to see. Like I said, I think we're all excited just to have baseball back. Yep. And um. With not a whole lot going on, you know, base. I think baseball is the one of the first. I think they're coming back before uh, y'all come back before basketball, right? Yeah, basketball is struggling yeah. right now. Basketball they're is struggling. A lot of people are. Yeah, they're they're testing positive left and right. Have y'all had anybody test positive in your in your team? Uh, yeah, Lazardo was struggling with it, but uh, I think he's he's getting he's getting back healthy now. Okay. It's um what are I guess they're y'all are uh, are y'all kind of quarantined when you're not training? Yeah, it's it's kind of like on your own. Like you're obviously on your own, but it's like be smart because it's not. This is not a time. I mean, it's a time to be like super like concerned about everyone else. Like every time every. Everyone's selfish in their own ways, but at the same time, you got to look past yourself and look towards other people that may be. So, like my mother, take for instance, loves baseball. She can't come to games because she she's high risk. We got guys on the right. that are high risk. So it's like if I was to hang around somebody that I'm not sure about, I couldn't, in my right mind, go to the field and feel safe around those guys only because I know that I could contaminate them. So it's like when I come home, I'm telling you right now. Call of Duty Warzone is getting my, – my PlayStation is about to melt. <laughs> I play it so much. I know. That's right. It's crazy. Like, because it, you can't go and do – all you can do, you can't sit down and eat anywhere. Like, they advise us to, like, Uber Eats or whatnot. So, we Uber Eats some food or whatever. Like, if you go, like, walking, you got to have your mask. You got to double up on masks and stuff like that. It's crazy. Well, at least, I mean, it, it's difficult, but at least they're taking the precautions for y'all to be safe. And get us back on the um, field. Yeah, get, that's the main thing. Get y'all back on the field. 
And how do you think that the no fans thing? I mean, some some teams have come out and said that they're going to have a very limited capacity for fans. Yeah. I don't know what uh, Oakland Athletics policy. I don't know if they've come out and said anything like that, or if they're just going to go with no fans to start the season. I think there's every team's going no fans. That's what I think. Okay. I think that's what's got to happen. I don't even if the state says they can have it. I think Major League Baseball like we have to require no fans. Like we have to be 100. percent positive no one's getting contaminated yeah i think i think that's i mean i know people want to be there you take away from from you know the intensity sometimes when you don't have fans but at the same time like you said safety is the number one uh aspect yeah and i mean we're getting tested every two days oh wow i didn't know that so i mean we're, we're regular like we're we're getting i mean I'm almost professional at getting tested now. Like I know that we know the drill. We know everything about it. <laughs> um, so I saw that you came when you came home. You went to a bananas game, Savannah bananas game. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? My good buddy Mark Edis uh, posted a picture with you. Yeah. Um, what you What you think of the bananas, man? Did you I like think, that? I think it's pretty cool. I like what they're doing. They were doing some kind of uh, speed game out there, which was kind of weird but we we took it in stride and just watched and that was kind of cool and it was fun to see baseball back on the field and you seen guys in uniform strapped up and playing so it was it was a good vibe yeah i like it actually i have a kid i, I a year ago i would took him to i think four games it's good for the family and you know when we grew up we had the savannah sand Nats and not a whole lot of people went to those games yep so it's good to have something for the family where they they can watch baseball and and it like I said baseball is kind of it can be meticulous at times where it's slow yeah um, but I think they do a very good job of keeping up the entertainment for uh, the family yeah okay, I remember the same match I played there I pitched against them had the whole day oh really all Nice Road was in that game I believe <laughs> I left fifty tickets and the guy was like you're only allowed to leave eight at most and I was like, well I need fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh you know we we tend to show up they uh but I I, I mean it, like I said it's a good thing. We've I've had Mark on the show. He's he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um so what we I think we just got a couple I ain't gonna hold you all day but uh where are we at? Oh what's it like having a manager like Bob Melvin? What's he like and how's he helped you Absolutely. with your development? Yeah. He's the best. He uh he understands baseball like in a, a third dimension, fourth dimension. Fifth, it, he he understands baseball past anybody I've ever seen in my life. Really, like, like we're on like we got, obviously got our signs and all that. He knows when people are going to steal. He he's the, he's he's a step ahead of everybody. It's the most unbelievable thing you ever see. Like if he gives you a sign, you you know whatever it's about to go down. Like it's he knows the stuff. <laughs> And him by him having so much knowledge, it makes our our lives easier. It takes stress off of us. Like we obviously you have to worry about runners, but like he knows. So it's like if he's telling me what's going on, I've already already weighed. I, I'm like, all right, well he knows best. And yeah, it may it seriously makes our life easier with somebody with that much knowledge. Um, David Richardson just messaged me another question for you. He said, what's it like playing with the ambidextrous pitcher? He didn't give me the name. Uh, 
but I never actually played with uh, Vendetti. Oh, okay. He said something about in Matt Chapman. Is he talking about like hitter? Well, I mean, like ambidextrous pitchers. And then ambidextrous yeah. pitcher is Vendetti. He was with us a, a while back. I played against him when he was with the Brewers, and I played against him last year in Sacramento when he was with the Giants. And what? Um, so I mean, that's kind of. I mean, that's really doesn't affect you. No, but it's fun, it's fun to see because he sits there and throws right handed at ninety and then rolls around and throws left handed at ninety, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's crazy. Um, so uh, and I think like I said, we got a couple more questions. Well, how did you feel getting traded from Boston to Oakland? Well, I went from Boston to the Chicago White Sox. I mean, to White Sox. Yeah, yeah that I'm was sorry. that was confusing time for me because it. Obviously, me being uh, 19 or 20, I don't remember how old I was. I think I was 19. No, I had to be 20. We'll say I was 20. We know, we don't know. You're, you're part of the Jake Peavy trade, right? Yeah. So, me not mm-hmm. knowing baseball that well, like the business side of things, and then that going down, I was in a, a, a slew of confusion. And then – but finally, like, looking into it, it's like understanding that, like, another team is wanting you or sees your potential. So, it's like – Another opportunity, another, and every time you get traded, it's like opportunities. You're like, okay, well, I got an opportunity here, that kind of thing. Not that the team didn't necessarily didn't necessarily want you. That's why they get rid of you. They just thought they thought, uh, like strategically, that was their their way of winning the next game or whatever. So right, you see, you learn the business side at the same time. You see the the player side of it, which is an absolute just a, a head case situation because you were in a plane. No, you're too close. You got to drive. You got this. You got this. You got your apartment. You got to Things come into consideration that are just ridiculous. And right. And you uh, lost. lost out there. <laughs> I, I could imagine. Um, did you feel, I mean, I guess Oakland is where you feel more most comfortable. Were you not? Did you not feel like you were comfortable in Boston and Chicago? Uh, no, I actually was comfortable everywhere I've been. It's just pitching in Oakland is is all right. So I've been throwing pitching here for a while, so sixteen debut, and the vibe at the field is just a lot. It's unique here, and mm. it, you can feed off of it. It's old. It's an old stadium, and it's. The fans are rowdy. They're beating drums. You're having a good time. So, like, there's always something to keep you interested, keep you intrigued at the our games. Right. Well, I mean, as long as you're there, you're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the main thing. We're looking forward to seeing how you play this year. And mm-hmm. um, I appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. Uh, I appreciate it, Bob. Hey, man, anytime. Come on the show. Good luck this year. And, um, have a good day, bud. I appreciate it. Later, bub. All right, buddy. Bye. That was my interview with Effingham's finest, J.B. Wendelkin. I hope you all enjoyed listening to that. Uh, a few announcements. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I have a Bar Olympics going on at uh, Riley's in Rinkin. If you're familiar with the area, it's where Alibis used to be. Um, we're doing a Bar Olympics the uh, August 1st. Uh, $100 bar tab goes to the winner. $50 bar tab goes to second place. Hold on one second. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> anyway, so second uh, $50 bar tab goes to the second place. 
the games that we'll be having are Cornhole, uh, Jenga, and Connect Four. And basically how we're going to run it is like a tournament thing. We're going to have a tournament for Cornhole. The winner of that, you know, you got that winner. Then you got a tournament of Connect Four. Then you have a winner of the tournament for Jenga. And then the three winners will play one big tournament in all three sports or activities. And then that's how you determine the winner. Uh, third place, I might give away a T-shirt. I don't want. I mean, I guess you gotta go one, two, three. But um, make sure, please, 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 y'all come out, y'all support. Um, we're gonna have my the owners talking about karaoke. We might do that. I don't know. Um, we're gonna have three minutes of stand-up comedy from uh, Andrew Faircloth. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of everything going on. So please come out and support me and enjoy. This is a free, free event. You, it does not cost anything to join or to uh, participate. Uh, your food and drinks, you do have to pay for that. That's on your own dime. I'm not paying for everything. So, um, but like I said, if you win first or second place, you have a potential of getting a $100 bar tab or a $50 bar tab. So please come out, enjoy, have a good time. Please try to keep it you know no drama free or keep it drama free where if all goes well we're gonna have we're gonna put on an event like this maybe once a month at this venue so we have dj uh, music from uh the infamous dj wiley and uh it's gonna be a fun time man i'm really looking forward to it so i hope y'all enjoyed the show um i'm really busting out these episodes faster than i used to um but uh I'm excited, man. I got a lot going on. We're we are I, we are just exploding with this podcast. I'm nationwide, um, international. Canada just hopped on board listening. Um, I, I I just I, I had no idea when I started this that that it would blow up like this, and I'm so excited for it. Um, thank every single one of y'all for listening and supporting me. Um, it doesn't take much, but, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll be uh, sitting at the house and I'll get a message from somebody that, hey, man, I enjoyed your podcast. I've been listening to it. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And it's just stuff like that that keeps me going. Uh, big shout out to Matt Greenspan. He couldn't be on the show today, but he helped me put this interview together. Um, Chris McPherson, he kind of got the ball rolling uh, David Richardson, he get, came up with a couple good questions. Uh, shout out to JB for being on the show. He didn't have to take time out of his day to be on here, but uh, thankfully he did. And uh, But thank all y'all once again, man. Y'all are the reason why I do this. I appreciate you. Y'all be good to yourselves, and I'm going to try to do the same.